preparing for retirement beyond saving the money, which you do over all those years, is having a plan. Because having a plan will remove the uncertainty and the lack of confidence that people sometimes experience as they make that transition from work to retirement. If you'd like to learn more about how that can work for you, give my office a call. 303-744-1128. KLZ AM and FM, AM 560, FM 100.7, KLZ AM HD Denver. This is KLZ Denver, a Crawford Broadcasting Station. The patriotic owners of each Colorado Select Car Care Center stand as a shining example of American exceptionalism. The Crawford Broadcasting Company, in partnership with these great Americans, present the Star-Spangled Banner. The United States Army Soldiers Chorus will now honor America with the singing of our national anthem. God and country and gratitude to the Colorado Select Car Care Centers. Fine examples of American exceptionalism. This is KLZ 560, a Crawford Broadcasting Station. It's the Kim Munson Show. Analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Joe, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Monday, producer Joe. Happy Monday, Kim. (laughs) And uh, producer Steve is the instructor. We are in a transition. And at the end of the month, producer Steve is retiring. I know that we will miss him. I've heard from many of you 
that he will be missed, and that is for sure. And excited about the the new young guy, uh, Joe, coming in to take care of this. Producer S- Steve, uh, we're going to have you as one uh, one of our featured guests here before you uh, go go to retirement. And I'm looking forward to that, Producer Steve. Oh, you will rue the day. <laughs> I'm already on something here. You know what it's like when you say good morning to me on a Monday. This guy is rather cheery, and I'm I'm suspicious already. <laughs> yes, well, that's uh, I I I um I, I like that. So, but uh, yes, I know that. I mean, I really have heard from a lot of people that uh, you're part of the the morning as well, and uh, you will be missed, producers, producer Steve. But again, very excited to welcome producer Joe. Uh, check out our website. That is kimmunson.com. Uh, you will get first, uh, uh, well, sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You will get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an in- independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, the essay, uh, we rolled out Pam Long's essay this weekend uh, regarding radio frequency identification uh, in- um, that is implemented in our our students' IDs or bus passes. And it's uh, titled Radio Tracking Devices in Our Kids' Student IDs and Bus Passes. What could go wrong with that? And it is a huge move upon the sur- uh, surveillance, surveillance state and uh, all under the guise of safety. And we are giving up more and more of our freedoms um, because of safety. And, and certainly there is the case that is made and it costs a lot of money. It's another, another, uh, uh, big money maker between PBIs, politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties. Uh, but it's under the guise of safety, but just think about, uh, this information getting in the hands of the wrong people. And when we look at freedom versus force, force versus freedom, uh, really, safety is the is the thing where people give up uh, a lot of their freedom. And in fact, we have a Thomas Jefferson quote at the end of the show that uh, he saw this such a long time ago. So it's nothing new. But uh, Pam writes very, very important pieces, very extensive. And I would highly recommend that you go over and take a look at that at the website. Again, that is at KimMunson.com. And uh, just a note, we have changed web hosts and Zach has been moving over uh, all the content. He And yesterday we were talking, said, Kim, you realize that uh, your website, we've got <clears throat> a significant amount of uh, content there. And uh, it does have a bit of a new look, but uh, he's doing a great job <clears throat> on that. Uh, our America's Veterans Story show that we broadcast yesterday was Bill Becker, World War II veteran and a carpetbagger. And uh, really an interesting interview there. That will rebroadcast this Sunday night, 10 to 11 p.m., and it will rebroadcast then the next Saturday night, 10 to 11 p.m. as well. So you will want to check that out. Again, great interview on that. And to hear, hear, hear history, learn history from the people that were living it is a pretty big deal. Um, show comes to you because of a lot of great sponsors and one of those great sponsors is uh, Hooters Restaurants and they have five locations it's Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster and Colorado Springs 
and they have great specials Monday through Friday for lunch and for dinner, or excuse, not for dinner, for happy hour. So check that out, how they became spo- sponsors of the show. It's a very important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. So I went to, uh, the word of the day is screed, and it can be a long, monotonous speech or piece of writing, and I think the key word there is monotonous. Uh, Number two, it could be a strip of wood, plaster, or metal placed on a wall or pavement as a guide for the even application of plaster or concrete. Or three, a layer or strip of material used to level off a horizontal surface such as a floor. But we will go with um, the first uh, definition there. And uh, somebody had sent me, again, somebody kind of, I would say, center center left, maybe just a little bit, had sent me uh, a YouTube of this song that has taken um, the Internet by storm. In fact, it was number one on iTunes. And it is uh, called Richmond, Rich Men North of Richmond. And uh, it's really um, talking about what has happened in America. And uh, they're calling it a, a rich, uh, they're calling it a um, blue collar political anthem. And it's by Oliver Anthony. And uh, anyway, um, Rolling Stone re- referred to it as a screed. So Rolling Stone referred to rich men north of Richmond as a screed, which I would say that is a subtle or not so subtle shot at the message. Uh, but you might want to check that out. And I think I'll ask Trent Luce about it on Wednesday, what he thinks about this new song, Richmond North of Richmond. But uh, uh, Oliver Anthony's a former factory worker and he's going viral thanks to this song. And it's a scathing tale of greed and injustice. Uh, and uh, that is happening uh, many people feel that that's happening in America. You know, I'm already suspicious. I haven't heard it yet. I'm going to go check it out. Maybe while you know you and Joe are still doing the rest of the show. I, if the Rolling Stone has panned it, uh, then it's probably for a good reason. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for the right reason that we know. Because when has the Rolling Stone ever you know come up and done anything that's good for the culture? Yes, and uh, so this is. Uh, Again, I think trying to um, put it down, trying to prevent people from taking a look at it. Uh, but there is uh, there is something that's happening in America. People people are are realizing that that uh, these things that we have taken for granted, like the liberty, the responsible exercise of freedom, to live our lives is is really under attack. I I flew. I was. Um, I was in Southern California at the end of last week and this week and came in and flew in yesterday. And uh, as I was at the airport, I looked over and there was a young Caucasian woman, pregnant woman that was being patted down by the NSA. Yeah. Right. No, no TSA. Sorry. (laughs) And well, Freudian slip, probably all of them. Uh, by the TSA, and I thought about it, and I thought, how have we given up our freedoms to let this happen under the guise of safety? And how can it make sense? We have never had a, a young Caucasian pregnant woman that has been a security threat. And so 
how did we get to this point? And of course, the Patriot Act is a is a big part of that that happened after 9-11. And I remember when the Patriot Act was passed, I thought about it and I thought, you know, this could be a real problem for our privacy. But, you know, I'm okay, okay, in, under the guise of safety. Well, we have seen how the Patriot Act has, has actually been weaponized against the people of America. So here, as I'm thinking about this, here we have on, at an airport, again, a Caucasian pregnant woman being patted down. But meanwhile, down at the southern border, it is wide open. People are coming across the border and not being patted down whatsoever. And I think that Americans are realizing something is not right. But we're at a very dangerous time when when we get to this point. I had shared a couple of weeks ago that I talked with someone who was a customer support person uh, about the show, about the America's Veterans Stories. And she said, I just would like my life back. I agree. This 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 life where we've had this perceived liberty of being able to live our lives is certainly under attack, but we have to realize that there could be those that could swoop in under the guise of getting your life back and uh, very nefarious things can happen. I was even thinking about during the COVID reaction to COVID, a young person um, went ahead and took the jab because she was told, hey, if you take the jab, you won't have to wear a mask at work. Well, that wasn't the case. Um, and so we're, we're at a, a dangerous time. Producer Steve, did you want to weigh in on this? Oh, you bet I do. Because you're, you're, we're on the same track here uh, mentally. Um, we have a combination of knee-jerk reaction and very limited thinking. And you say under the guise of safety, like when you were referring to the, you know, the RFID thing. The guise of safety. Okay, that's it. That's the obvious course to take without any thought later about what can happen. Now, we're in this era of uh, ID theft and entrepreneurial America. How many different companies are out there, you know, for your monthly fee, you can guard against ID theft? And, well, ID theft from what? Well, it's all these modern conveniences and and uh, the Internet and all these different ways now for thieves to, you know, get at your information. And I'm thinking what you just said about uh, security in the airport versus what's going on at the border. Well, again, knee-jerk reaction and limited thinking. The obvious threat at the airport is for doing harm to a, an airplane in flight or something like that. So that's much more important than the threat at the border because what harm can they do? But again, it's limited thinking. They can do lots of harm. And again, our, our limited thinking, our, our knee-jerk reaction to problems, it, it's it's causing a lot of problems. Right. And so we really have to ask the question on, on, on the safety. So you, and you just mentioned uh, these security breaches. And that's one of the things that um, Pam notes in her, her essay regarding the, this RFID tracking of uh, kids. Just think if that information got into the hands of bad actors what could possibly happen there? And so this is, uh, I think this is uh, something that um, 
it's it's very important. She, in fact, she highlighted some of the Colorado school districts uh, that have implemented this. And so, be sure and check that out as parents and grandparents, where you need to be informed on what's happening with that. Uh, we have the show and do the show because. We want you to get your brain around these issues so that you can engage in the battle of ideas. You can talk with other parents, grandparents, uh, just about this tracking of our children um, under the guise of safety. You know, one of the things <laughs> that, that Pam said in the article is they said, well, we will know if there are sex offenders that are, have come into the schools. She makes the point that, yes, they will know that, but it's uh, there seems to be a lag on uh, stopping people. So so those people, and they don't have tracking devices, could be in the schools before and into the, the inner part of the schools before people would know about it. But I'm like, wait a minute. We have, uh, we have uh, different uh, administrators that are, that are inviting uh, drag queen shows into uh, schools, and uh, there are not all, certainly, but there are some of these people involved when with performing of drag shows that are um are predators and so under the guise of safety we're going to track our children but yet on the other hand we are inviting uh inviting uh, those that might want to be grooming our kids into public places where children are it just doesn't make sense. And I think that's probably why this uh, song, Rich Men, North of Richmond, is taking the Internet by storm. We do the show, and we get to do it because of great sponsors like the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And they want you to feel safe and well-served and to understand your insurance coverage and know that their office will respond to your call or text 24 hours a day. For that 24-hour peace of mind, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan's team is there. So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this, I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, Call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. 
Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I uh, wanted to go to our quote of the day, and I'm taking this from the great uh, a quote book from the um, Medal of Honor quote book uh, that has been published by the Center for American Values. The Center for American Values is located down in Pueblo, Colorado, on the beautiful Riverwalk, and it was founded by Drew Dix, who is a Medal of Honor recipient for actions he took during the Vietnam War, and Brad Padula, who is an Emmy award-winning documentary maker. And um, they had actually gone and visited. So Pueblo is called the Home of Heroes because there are four Medal of Honor recipients from Pueblo. And um, when one of one of them was um, Drew and, and Brad had visited him in the hospital, they realized that we need to keep these stories alive. And so they started to work on the Center for American Values. So they have the portraits of uh, over 160 Medal of Honor recipients and their quotes which is so inspirational. And uh, that's why I'm bringing these stories alive on the air. But Brad and Drew also knew that we needed to uh, keep this spirit of li- alive of honor, integrity, and patriotism. And so the other thing there that they put together is these really important educational um, resources regarding um, a, a variety of different subjects, but uh, honor, integrity, and patriotism. And so the quote for today is by Silvestri S. Herrera, United States Army Medal of Honor recipient, born 1917, died in 2007. He was born in Mexico, um, uh, and uh, it's quite the story. But uh, this is uh, his citation. He said, he advanced with a platoon along a wooded road. Hold on here. Let me get to this. Uh, He advanced with a platoon along a wooded road until stopped by heavy enemy machine gun fire. As the rest of the unit took cover, he made a one-man frontal assault on a strong point and captured eight enemy soldiers. When the platoon resumed its advance and was subjected to fire from a second emplacement beyond an extensive minefield, Private Herrera again moved forward, disregarding the danger of exploding mines to attack the position. He stepped on a mine and had both feet uh, severed. But despite intense pain and unchecked loss of blood, he pinned down the enemy with accurate rifle fire while a friendly squad captured the enemy gun by skirting the minefield and rushing in from the flank. The magnificent courage, extraordinary heroism, and willing self-sacrifice displayed by Private Herrera resulted in the capture of two enemy strong points and the taking of eight prisoners. And he said this, he said, For God and country, we are united once and always. And that Silvestri S. Herrera, United States Army Medal of Honor, he lived to the age of 90, um, but given up, um, he lost both of his, um, his feet in the service to our country. And my friends, this is why, as we share these stories, this is why we stand for the flag. This is why we stand for the national anthem is because we are giving honor to those that have sacrificed for us. And that is one of the reasons, another reason why I uh, so honor the USMC Memorial Foundation. 
and what they are doing to raise money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial uh, out at 6th and Colfax. And uh, I, I think all of us, all of us should give a little to just make this happen. And Paula Sarles and her team are working diligently on this. Paula is a um, Vietnam, um, she is let's see, she is a Marine veteran, president of the Un- United States Marine Foundation, and she is a Gold Star wife. Uh, her husband, Tony, passed on because of Agent Orange uh, from the Vietnam War. And so, again, you can go to USMC Memorial Foundation dot org to uh, make a contribution and help them out. Um, I wanted to chat just a little bit. Well, first of all, uh, what is happening regarding the fire in Hawaii is absolutely uh, tragic. And the fire is so intense. I guess the winds were, were, um, you know, certainly very strong winds, but it is I, I I need to learn more about this, but how intense the fires are. I saw a headline yesterday that said that they are having difficulty in identifying the remains of uh, many of the people that died in the fire. And I have to ask, I'm just, it, the intensity of it is of great concern to me. And so we're going to have to, to stay tuned on what happened there, but um uh, it is just so tragic, and, and our ho- our prayers for all the people there, Steve. I can give you a little insight, having been there several times. The way the island of Maui is shaped, uh, you have kind of the eastern and western, uh, the way the island was formed, you know, via the volcanoes. In the center valley in between, it's just that. It's a huge valley, and I think the winds uh, are naturally, you know, the wind forces just go through that valley, uh, probably from the south to the north, and create a very, very high intense. And you know, once a fire gets going like that, it becomes a fire storm. So um, that had probably has a lot to do with the actual destructive part of it. Now we're also hearing the the civil defense portion. Uh, yeah, I heard this morning that they test those sirens monthly, and uh, it was probably tested, you know, at the very beginning of of this month. But for some reason. And this needs to be borne out. They didn't seem to be functioning last week when they needed them the most. Well, and, you know, that makes me think about uh, this whole thing to get rid of AM radio. Because AM radio is uh, the place where we have the emergency uh, broadcast system. And so one has to ask, what is the wisdom or lack of wisdom on getting rid of AM radio and the, uh, the emergency broadcast system as well? And uh, so certainly something went wrong there, and the loss of life is so significant. Uh, wanted to address something from Friday. We had uh, Kathy Kittner on, who is running for mayor in Lakewood, and she was uh, really the, the driving force behind this growth initiative in Lakewood, which, which was passed, I think it was 2019, which was to limit growth in in the, in Lakewood, and I I always and I, first of all I appreciate her stepping forward to try to take some action. Uh, I I was concerned about how this bumped up against property rights um, because I really am a property rights girl. But as we are unpacking this, it, this is a complex issue. Uh, there was this reaction to what was happening in Lakewood with these apartment buildings that are being put right next to or in single-family neighborhoods. 
And from a property rights standpoint, I, I certainly wanted to honor apartment building developers that were building these um, because people have a right to do on their property what they want. I mean, that's inherent in the American idea. The however, and this is where it gets complicated, is that there's government money and and um, uh, special dispensation to many of the these dense four-story, three- and four-story buildings being built uh, because the PBIs that have this goal of denser and denser housing. And after being in Southern California and seeing people just living on top of each other and that um, adjustments are, are not being made for parking because PBIs are trying to get people out of their cars, limiting their freedom of mobility because they want people to be on uh, trains and buses and bicycles and walking. So all of this is bumping was bumping up to each bumping up to this. So hence the um, Lakewood Growth Initiative, which was passed by the people, I think fifty three percent to forty seven percent. But as we unpack this a bit more, and we're going to be talking with Toby uh, Domish, who is the Douglas County Assessor. Is uh, I had sent him a text message and and real I'm seeing, uh, in fact, here in Lone Tree, uh, it was on the front of the paper the other day that a nonprofit is building a low income, uh, so that means it's a subsidized project, uh, being subsidized by all of the rest of us taxpayers, uh, for disabled. So if you come out and say, oh my gosh, I'm concerned about low income disabled you come across as, as seeming heartless. But the other heartless component of all this is that a nonprofit, uh, and I'll talk with Toby about this in a moment, these nonprofits are not paying property taxes. So now we've got, for example, the Douglas County School District wants to increase our, uh, above what our property taxes are going uh, going to increase. They want even more, a mill levy override and additional property tax to build more schools. But then connecting the dot that many of these apartment complexes are not contributing at all to property taxes, that means that burden is being put on existing property tax owners in addition. And there are people that are concerned about being taxed out of their homes. And so last last week, last Monday, I guess it was, the Lakewood City Council voted to override the, the vote of the people regarding this growth initiative. And if they were overturning that because they cared about property rights of people, that would be one thing. But I think that they overturned it because they want to continue this agenda of denser and denser housing. And so this is pretty complicated. Steve, I am going to ask you, as a taxpayer in Douglas County, as you are learning that many of these big uh, complexes, they're not, in my, I guess I didn't connect that last dot, is from a property rights standpoint, if it can't stand on its own economically without special deals, then that is a direct affront upon the property rights of everyone else. 
Steve, I'm going to ask you what you think about that. Well, I I guess I, I called your attention to, to the, I guess, the week before last, that paper that ends up in our driveway. Their reluctance to, uh, you know, they, they love to use the word low-income low housing. No, what do they call it? What's their cover? Let's see. Affordable housing. Affordable housing. That's right. They never use the term subsidized housing. So that right there is an issue with me because, you know, think it through. Where's the money coming from? But this idea of constantly going out there and overriding the will of the people, the people have, you know, spoken, and yet these organizations, these elite politicians, uh, they, they just don't get what their role in this really, really is sometimes, and it's just galling after a while. Well, and we do have to be careful if the will of the people is unconstitutional or goes against the vision of the Declaration, then that's that's a, that's not okay. Uh, and so that's why I have struggled a little bit with the property right, property rights component of that, but yet uh, overriding it was not because uh, these um, uh, city council people in Lakewood uh, were overriding it because they cared about property rights. Um, my take on it is they uh, overrode it because they want to continue this agenda of uh, that, that, and that agenda is a direct assault upon property rights. So it gets messy when you start to have PBIs that are walking all over property rights. It's important that we have these discussions, though, and then we get to because of great sponsors like Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. Boson Law is a local law firm dedicated to helping injured individuals in Denver and the surrounding areas fight for the justice they deserve. Boson Law focuses on personalized representation tailored to your unique situation with one-on-one attention and counsel and consistent communication. Boson Law personal injury attorneys have extensive trial experience and have successfully represented clients against the interests of powerful corporations, manufacturers, insurance companies, and government agencies. Contact Boson Law at 303-999-9999 for a complimentary in-person consultation. Again, that number is 303-999-9999. Call now at 303-999-9999. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. 
That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. I'm very pleased to have on the line with me Toby Domish. He is the uh, Douglas County uh, Assessor. And uh, he's um, <laughs> uh, he's somebody that's on everybody's minds right now that uh, owns property because uh, property assessments have gone up significantly and people are concerned about taxes going up as well. Toby Domish, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. It's nice to be here. Thank you so much. Well, uh, people have a lot of questions. And uh, the first one is, is why have property assessments gone up so much and is this has this happened statewide it has happened statewide and uh, it sure seems like the news has, has gone out if you're a homeowner you've seen it and and you've heard and your ears are perked up and listening but um all colorado assessors performed a reappraisal in 2023 and in doing that they uh and then following the law and doing that they moved their assessments up from an appraisal date of June of 2020 to June of 2022. And what happened in that period was really the largest increase in residential real estate in any two-year period in our history. And um, unfortunately, uh, the General Assembly failed to act to do really anything about that to give assessors any options. And so we had to go through that reappraisal. And what that resulted in was Statewide, really, and statewide for the first time, because normally residential real estate markets in Colorado move at different paces. You know, the mountains move different than the front range and western slope and the oil fields and so on and so forth. But every one went up this time. Every county went up very big. In Douglas County, our homes went up between 30 and 60 percent. And um, in some counties, uh, they were up double, 100 percent on average. So it was, it's really a problem that's statewide. Okay. What about um, business property, uh, businesses? um, Did that, uh, did their assessments go up significantly also? No. I mean, they've gone up and uh, it's important to note that business property tax or property taxes on businesses in Colorado are painful. And so there's another issue that certainly has to, has to be addressed. But um, I think the statewide average on commercial industrial property is under 20. And so really the headline this year is this 40, 50, 60 or more percent increase that most homeowners in the state of Colorado are receiving. Okay, so next question. You said the General Assembly, which is the state legislature, could have done something about it. What could they have done? Well, certainly um, they knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming because the appraisal date for this reappraisal was June of 2022. I mean, that's over a year ago now. I mean, think about that. It's 14 months ago. They had plenty of time. They knew what the market was. Everyone knew what the market was. I think they like to pretend that they didn't. And until they got data from assessors, they didn't know what to do. And that's why this Senate Bill 303 was released so late in the session, the last couple of days of this, this past session. But really, they had so much time. And and uh, there's a lot of discussion that they didn't know what to do or they couldn't fix this problem, but they could they could have followed Gallagher's lead. Gallagher is, as you know, an amendment to the state constitution that was repealed in 2020 that 
forced residential assessment rates down as our values increased over the decades. It was a it was a fantastic amendment to our constitution and it protected our property taxes for many, many years. Unfortunately, we, we repealed that. But what it did was manage the residential assessment rate, what we'd call the tax rate. And it went down over years, it went down over decades, and all they had to do was decrease that. That was the simplest act. They could have also imposed a cap. In other words, require that the assessors limit the increases that they imposed on their appraisals this year by any number, 5%, 10%, 20%, any number, any number. And so they failed to do either one of those two things. There are other options. They just chose not to. So with that, people are faced with, uh, so I, 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 um, moderated a town hall where you presented and I learned so much Toby but I think you said in Douglas County for example the average uh, assessment went up 47 percent do I remember that correctly yeah I think the median is 47 but the average is 48 they're really close um, the the average property value went from about 550,000 to about 780,000 and so um vast majority of the homes in Douglas County increased between 40 and 50%. Okay. So if, uh, for example, um, let's say my house went up 47%, can I expect a 47% increase in my property taxes? No. And and this is really the question of the day, isn't it? I mean, we, st- we start in analyzing this question by, by thinking about how to calculate taxes and taxes real quickly are just are calculated by taking the assessor's appraisal multiplying it by the state assessment rate, which is currently 6.765, and that is now determined by uh, the state legislature and the the governor. They have control of that, so it's determined by the state instead of Gallagher. And then the final component is the sum of the local mill levies. So your assessment times the assessment rate times the local mill levy. And um, what that results in, if, if you just pretend for a moment that none of the local districts will will lower the levies and and we're really hoping that they will this year and we need to talk about that but presuming they do not a 47 percent increase barring any additional change to the law would yield a 42 percent increase in taxes and so i want you to think about that for a second you get your tax bill well first of all you got your notice last may and you saw this big increase and then um many months later let's say February of next year, you get a tax bill and it shows a 42% increase. I don't think many people are going to discern a difference between those two things. So it's a little bit different, but unfortunately not very much. Okay. So I did pull my um, property tax uh, and, and, and on that, there's a whole bunch of different entities. So there's the school district and there's the fire district and the park district and the um, the uh, Southgate Water, and uh, there's a whole bunch of different entities that um, will will they all see this big increase in revenue if we don't do something uh, about lowering that? So each of these little boards that are elected that we don't pay much attention to, they have the power actually to lower those taxes, correct? They sure do in most cases. In some cases, they do not. We can dig into that. But, yeah, these mill levies will get determined this fall. In fact, like many businesses and per- perhaps all 
local governments, uh, they're working on their budgets right now. And so this is really uh, important information for them and for all of us. They'll be taking uh, values reported from my office and other county assessors and calculating their levy. And th here's what I, I think of is the problem here is Proposition HH um, suggests that all these local districts will and need to decrease their levy. But it's just a suggestion. It doesn't require it. And it's my view that it's not the culture of the vast majority of these entities to do that, because uh, although their boards are elected, when's the last time you've been to a meeting of your local water district when they're determining their mill levy? Right, right. Yeah. People Never. don't go to these. <laughs> and the Gallagher Amendment protected us from that, having to go to them in a way. And uh, maybe that's unfortunate, but I, I don't believe it's in a culture really for citizens to, to engage. And uh, so it's another reason that Prop HH is really broken is because uh, no one knows how to go to these meetings. So they don't know when they're held. They don't know how to find them. And the boards are not used to having to discuss this in public. And that's not going to change in this year. I don't, in one year, I don't believe it's going to change this year. And so um, many of these districts have the ability to reduce their levies, but not all of them, not all of them. And uh, some of these levies are determined through a ballot measure that was agreed to by the people in the area, and they agreed to a certain mill levy, and that mill levy is fixed forever. And one example of this, the most important example of this, as we're talking about this year, is, is the program, the school program levy, the base levy that school districts throughout Colorado charge cannot go down and will not go down, even if the local school districts wanted it to go down. The state law fixes that mill levy in Douglas County and in many school districts, um, that mill levy is 27, and it comprises the majority of the levies of the school districts. Okay, so that that particular one can't go down, but I did look at my tax bill, and there are other school district um, taxes, and I think they might be mill levy overrides or something, so, but, but so could those conceivably, could the school board lower those? They, they could, and, and talking about other district because the school finances is really a complicated topic. We get into that, and there's a, a lot more detail in there. If we just touch on the other districts, for instance, I, did, I didn't mean to not suggest we all need to engage our local taxing authorities this year. That's really important. If property taxes are important to you or me, we have got to attend these meetings. And I know at Douglas County Government, as an example, our commissioners are very much talking about this regularly. It's like, where, what are we going to do with this levy? We have to protect our citizens. That's, that's at the, the front of their minds. And they've, they've been doing that really all year. So we really hope that other authorities will jump on board with that. Um, the, the fact is that most local entities in Colorado, there's over 5,000 local governments, Kim. It's incredible. Oh and the vast majority of them have um, exempted themselves from TABOR. And so they're not TABOR restricted. There are exceptions, of course. For the school district, they, in addition to the program levies, they have mill levy overrides, what we commonly refer to as MLOs, and then they have bond levies. And and usually those things, when they go to the ballot historically, are written in a way so that if assessments go up, the levy to fund those specific things can float down. 
usually, not always, but usually. And so we hope that's the case, and we hope that um, the school districts will abide by that, abide by that, and let those levies float as these assessments have increased. So at least those portions can go down and, and give some relief. Okay, so I'm talking with Toby Domish. He is the Douglas County Assessor, <clears throat> and uh, um, it, it's important to understand uh, what is happening with our, our property taxes, and Toby is really shedding a lot of light. It's complicated. It truly is complicated. But uh, we have these important discussions because of sponsors like Lauren Levy. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Franktown Firearms wants you to be comfortable with your firearm purchase, so they make it easy for you. At Franktown, they know you want to try a firearm before you commit to your purchase. Franktown has a 10-lane, 30-yard range built into it that can handle handguns, rifles, and black powder loads, making your firearm purchase informed and insightful. An hour of range time is included with any purchase, so you can verify that you've made the right choice for you to get to know your new firearm. And training courses are available to teach you safety and techniques to operate it confidently. Whether you're a first-time buyer or a seasoned expert, Franktown's dedicated staff and expert trainers will walk with you through your decision. They help you try the firearms that you're interested in, ensuring that they're the right option for your specific needs. Whether you're looking for your first firearm or adding to your vast collection, contact Franktown Firearms today by going to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. I'm talking with Toby Domish. He is the Douglas County Assessor, and we're talking about... Um, property assessments, property taxes. Toby, next question. As the assessor, <clears throat> and you said at that town hall that, that you had someone that came in who was on a fixed income and almost in tears because they're concerned that they might lose, be taxed out of their property, which I'm concerned about that as well. So as the assessor, could you actually give people some relief on these property uh, assessments? That's such a good, good question. And, and that's what thousands of people have hoped for this year. Um, it's been a, it's been a crazy year at local assessors. Uh, Kim, we've never had, for example, 10,000 protests occur at Douglas County. We've not even reached that number. And this year we had 36,000. 
And that tight, I mean, those are incredible numbers. One out of four homeowners in Douglas County filed an appeal on their assessment. And um, that's not unusual for the state. That pretty much occurred statewide. The assessors have been buried by these requests. And unfortunately, the state law really gives us very little flexibility. In fact, the requirements that the assessors have to work under are probably the strictest in the country. The most strictest in the country. They require us to be at market value and they require us to be equalized, meaning treat everyone the same, not hand out any um, <clears throat> special compensation or provide deference to people because of their situation. We have to treat everyone the same. So it's really been a very painful and difficult job for our staff this year. And um, it's not just one senior coming in in tears. I mean, it's a regular occurrence. It's just, it's a very, very difficult situation as you know, and you've talked about on your show. It's not just taxes. We've got, we've got homeowners insurance. It's been skyrocketing. Interest rates are going up. Everything about the cost of ownership is going up. People look at HOA fees and everything associated with owning a home that's inflation related because of our inflation issues. And so um, we're just, you know, we're stacking another weight on the camel's back, so to speak, and it's and it's and it's getting to be a really serious situation for a lot of people and, and seniors on on fixed incomes um, probably bear the brunt of it. And uh, and really because they can't do a lot to a, they're on fixed income, they can't do a lot to increase their income and adjust for this. It's not like they can go out there and work more hours, and you know, it, it, it's really difficult for, for them to address it. Now we do have programs that uh, we can offer them if they qualify there's a senior exemption which can help them but that hasn't been increased since it was created 20 years ago or more and um it's really time for the general assembly to do more for people on on fixed income in my opinion well i really think that they should do something across the board i i really i I mean i like the i like this uh idea that everybody is treated equally because I feel like if we start to give special dispensation to one group regarding taxes, then then um, then they may vote differently. So I ideally we need to simplify uh, this whole property tax situation, and we need to have real reform on that. Which brings me to the next thing. You and I were texting back and forth, and I had this question because on the the paper that comes in our driveway a few weeks ago, there was a new uh, development a um, that is being developed for, uh, uh, let's see, affordable housing for disabled people, which affordable housing, disabled, certainly that sounds compassionate. But what I noticed then is it said it was a nonprofit entity that was building it. And it's like, since when did nonprofits get involved in, in, in building? And then, so I said, do these nonprofits have to pay property taxes. What's the answer to that, Toby? Uh, the answer now is no. So the, so the law is changing as we speak on this matter, and the exemptions for these types of properties um, are expanding. But, Kim, they've been in place for a while. You can have a for-profit entity that partners with a local housing authority, and I'll talk about that in a second, but a for-profit entity that partners with a local housing authority to provide quote affordable housing and if that in their partnership 
all they need to do is provide that housing authority with an equity stake. And that equity stake could be 1% of 1% of 1%. I mean, it can be a, a dime of equity. And that entire property, whether it's $20 million or $80 million, becomes property, becomes tax exempt. So now this um, approach is being expanded to other entities that aren't necessarily partnering with the local housing authority either. So uh, if we look at Douglas County, for instance, we have several multi-million dollar properties that pay no property taxes. Uh, Douglas County is not unusual in this at all. It's up and down the front range. There's dozens, if not hundreds of them that aren't that are paying zero property taxes because they have these sort of loopholes or these arrangements that they fit in which allows them to do that and the theory is that they can charge less rent i guess if they don't have to pay property taxes so yeah it's it's been um, prevalent for quite a few years now and they just expanded it this year i believe uh, so what's the equity in that uh, because uh, we are, are from a taxing standpoint uh, are treating people unequally. So to connect that dot, um, <clears throat> Douglas County School District has, is uh, asking for a tax increase, and many of these subsidized housing um, projects uh, certainly use um, the services of the school district, of uh, police, fire, all that. And and it's really unfair that <clears throat> these uh and these developments are coming in and uh, will be requiring services, but they're not contributing at all. And the people then in those um, uh, developments are also voting. Um, but there's there's a, a huge inequity in in this, from what I can see, Toby. Well, not only that, but you know, as, as you and I spoke about briefly, we're building these contrived affordable housing units, and. Um, when we're doing that, that puts less market rate normal units on the market for people to purchase. And we're sitting here looking at the price of real estate right now, and we're worried about our kids being able to get out there and afford a house. And uh, we're putting a we're putting a lot of resources into affordable housing that are rentals and supporting um, sort of the the rental universe rather than a, an ownership class, rather than the American dream where, we're, where we've got more units available on the marketplace for people to actually purchase. And, and some of these housing authorities will actually get out there and purchase uh, market rate real estate properties that are for sale that are and are competing with first-time home buyers. And they'll pull them off the market and turn them into rental properties so that they can have more affordable housing stock. And I, I find that approach personally insane. It seems to be completely counterproductive to what we're trying to do or what they should oh. be trying to do. Oh, my gosh. Toby Domish, we're out of time. I need to get you back on. I have learned so much. Toby Domish is the uh, Douglas County Assessor, and I've got more questions. You've answered a lot of them. Toby, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me on again, Kim, and thank you for talking about these topics. They're so important. I appreciate you. Uh, absolutely, and we will have Toby on again very soon. 
And our quote for the end of the show is Thomas Jefferson. He said, yes, we did produce a near-perfect republic, but will they keep it, or will they, in the enjoyment of plenty, lose the memory of freedom? Material abundance without character is the path to destruction. So my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. Out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't survive. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. KLZ AM HD Denver, AM 560 and 100.7 FM. Another hour of the Kim Munson Show is coming up after the news on KLZ 560. Are confirmed dead after raging wildfires swept through the popular resort town of Lahaina. The FBI is reporting less than 5% of the town has been searched so far. Green describes the devastation as looking like a war zone, adding that all state and federal resources are being brought in to aid recovery efforts. Hundreds are accounted for, and thousands are now homeless as families search for loved ones. If you can help out, the American Red Cross is an organization that's helping. The Internal Revenue Service can't find thousands of microfilm cartridges with millions of sensitive business and personal tax information. The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. KLZ AM HD Denver, AM 560 and 100.7 FM. Another hour of the Kim Munson Show is coming up after the news on KLZ 560. Are confirmed dead after raging wildfires swept through the popular resort town of Lahaina. The FBI is reporting less than 5% of the town has been searched so far. Green describes the devastation as looking like a war zone, adding that all state and federal resources are being brought in to aid recovery efforts. Hundreds are accounted for, and thousands are now homeless as families search for loved ones. If you can help out, the American Red Cross is an organization that's helping. The Internal Revenue Service can't find thousands of microfilm cartridges with millions of sensitive business and personal tax information records. That's according to a report from the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. The review found significant deficiencies in the way the Internal Revenue Service keeps files safe. As evidence of illegal activity is being released by the House Oversight Committee, one Democrat says he wants Congress to stay out of the Justice Department's business. Speaking on ABC's This Week, Maryland Congressman Jamie Raskin was referring to David Weiss being named special counsel in the Hunter Biden case. Raskin criticized Republicans who called for a special prosecutor, but then complained when Attorney General Merrick Garland named Weiss. 
Republicans say that Weiss was already in charge of the case and a part of the Biden's sweetheart deal that fell through. A ban on assault-style weapons is being upheld by the Illinois Supreme Court. A law banning assault-style rifles and high-capacity magazines was passed by the state lawmakers back in January and signed into law by Democrat Governor J.B. Pritzker. It came about six months after the Highland Park mass shooting. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Republican senators are continuing to say the Department of Justice needs to take a closer look at President Biden. Reaction is continuing to come in after the appointment of a special counsel in the probe into President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Some Republicans are now calling for a special counsel appointment to investigate the president. We need a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden and the $20 million that his family received while he was vice president. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz speaking on Sunday Morning Futures. I'm Tim Berg. Presidential candidate Donald Trump could face a fourth indictment allegation by tomorrow in Georgia. Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis will present her case to grand jurors as early as today, reports indicate. She's expected to need two days to lay out her sweeping indictments in connection to attempts at overturning the 2020 Georgia election results. While the courtroom is blocked off from traffic and has a large police presence, Gabriel Sterling, Georgia Secretary of State Chief Operating Officer on ABC's This Week, said he's still concerned about the lone wolf. It's not going to be an organized thing. It's not going to be a bunch of conspirators together. It's going to be one probably mentally unstable individual who's going to be radicalized through this process. I'm Jerry Barmash. Today is U.S. Victory Day that commemorates the conclusion of World War II. Oddly enough, Rhode Island is the only state that observes the holiday. Lance Pry, USA News. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. KLZ Denver. It's the Kim Munson Show. 
analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Joe, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Monday, producer Joe. Happy Monday, Kim. And uh, be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, let's get over here to our word of the day. Actually, producer Steve, I, I chose the word screed, and it is because Rolling Stone magazine referred to this uh, new song, Richmond North of Richmond, which has taken the internet by storm as a screed, which is trying to um, uh, subjectively uh, kind of take a shot at the song. Uh, and screed, the definition is a long, monotonous a speech or a piece of writing. And uh, so the Rolling Stone magazine is referred to Richmond, north of Richmond, as a screed. And producer Steve, uh, you said that you had um, taken a quick look at the song and you wanted to mention, t- talk a little bit about that. Well, we cannot, <laughs> we cannot play it on the air, I'll tell you that. But I only listened to the first 30 seconds and I can see why Rolling Stone... Uh, is um, well, I can just see why they would put that label on it because you know the popular press doesn't want to give you know shine any light on what is wrong with our current state of affairs in the White House. So it's uh, I would encourage people to go out and listen. It's it's very well done by that young man. Yes, and uh, so um, yes, our our word of the day is screed, and again, these are uh, not so subtle ways to try to discredit. Uh, different things. And, and we've seen, we see this all the time with mainstream media. So, uh, well, I, because- I would just say this, uh, that is not a screed. I, again, I, I, unfortunately I know where Rolling Stone is coming from, but that is not a screed that is basically laying it out there as to what the working middle class is up against. And uh, yeah, and, and and gosh, and then just talk uh, talking with Toby Domish about uh, everyday working class people uh, on this whole property tax thing. These affordable housing uh, uh, developments that are putting in four story apartment buildings right in the middle of neighborhoods. Okay, okay, we have a property rights question. Okay, okay. But then when we realize that actually they're playing the system, that they're saying that it's a nonprofit or just partnering up just a little bit with these uh, housing authorities uh, and these uh, many of these uh, projects are not paying property taxes 
And so those additional property taxes are being put on the backs of people, your everyday working class uh, people. I, I think folks are kind of finally saying, hey, we have compassion for others, but that compassion is being used against us and people will be taxed out of their homes. And that is why we need to get a handle on these property taxes. Uh, let's see. I do want to get over here to the quote of the day, and uh, this is from uh, the Medal of Honor recipient. Hold on here. Silvestri S. Herrera, United States Army Medal of Honor, born 1917, died in 2007. He lost both of his feet uh, in this particular battle. He lived for to 90 years. He was um, uh, born in Mexico. Uh, however, he was... Um, um, Put it all on the line for our country. And this is what he said as his quote of the day. He said, for God and country, we are united once and always. And I'm taking these quotes from the Medal of Honor quote book that's been published by the Center for American Values. And they're doing great work honoring our Medal of Honor recipients and also putting together uh, really important educational uh, uh, different uh, components uh, for either Public, edu- public school educators, homeschool, and now online uh, so that we can know these stories and then keep alive and understand these values of honor, integrity, and patriotism. You can get more information by going to AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. So be sure and check that out. Um, show comes to you because we have great sponsors, and I know each and every one of them personally. And highly recommend them. They all strive for excellence as they are providing uh, goods and services. And giving your business to them is another great way to support the show. And I'm talking with Roger Mangan with the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And, Roger, we talk a lot on the show about individuals. We're each individual. We're each different. And because of that... Really, our in, our insurance coverage should be individual as well. One size doesn't fit all, correct? Boy, that's that's a very good statement because what I see is people calling in and kind of telling us, here's what I want, or compare it to the coverage I had, and we do that. So let me give you a specific example on auto insurance. If it's Commonly, people buy 100,000 slash 300,000 slash maybe 25,000. What that means is that's a liability you're buying to protect yourself if you hurt someone. 100,000 per person, 300,000 per accident, 25,000 for property damage. Well, that sounds good, but it's really not adequate in this litigious society we live in. If you have an accident and an attorney representing the injured party comes to you and their car is worth 50000 and if it's a Tesla and it's worth 100, 125000 you have $25,000 of coverage to replace that car that maybe is worth fifty dollars to $100,000. The cost to move that $25,000 up to 100000 is probably $4 every six months. So if you are talking to your agent and saying, this is what I want, I would hope that agent would say, hey, that's fine, I'll quote that. But I'd also like the opportunity to show you what you probably should think about. So if you say, well, this is what I want and need, do you really know what you want and need? 
hopefully that agent is going to be your coach or that team agent's team members will be your coach. And that's the way we coach our team members to make. And we're not trying to sell more insurance to people. We're trying to fill the gaps. Another big gap would be, and so many people don't have this, it's called a personal liability umbrella policy. A million dollars of coverage above your homeowner's insurance and above your car insurance or your rentals, up to four rentals if you own them, that's maybe $200 a year. So if you're building your asset base as an individual, you're putting money in your 401k, you're saving, you're investing, if you have a claim in excess of your underlying insurance coverages, then you get sued. That money is going to, first level of payments going to come out of your insurance policies. The second level comes out of your hide because you don't have an umbrella liability policy. Uh, regardless of your age, you're 25 or 55 or 85. You're, you're, if you're 25 and you have a car accident, you can have your wages garnished for 20 years to make a payment because you didn't have enough insurance. Wow, I did not know that. So it's important for you to talk to your agent and say, tell me what you think I need. Uh, you know, I'm a 25-year-old graduate. Uh, I have a job. I'm making $50,000 a year, 80000 a year, so I don't have much money. So if I took your policy and start peeling it back, I would be able to find enough money, I think, in that analysis to have you properly insured so you could rest easy when it came to an accident where you were at fault. Okay, and how can people reach you, Roger Mangan? Uh, 303-795-8855. And again, that's Roger Mangan, the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. Thank you to all of you who, uh, who support us. We're an independent voice as we search for uh, truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, very pleased to have on the line with me, Jay Peter Zane. He is a editor for Real Clear Investigations and a columnist for Real Clear Politics. And he recently published a piece uh, regarding the New York Times and the Bidens. And it is titled From Scandal to Nothing Burger. Uh, Peter Zane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on again. I really appreciate it. 
And I love the well, idea. It, I think you just nail it about, you know, freedom and coercion. Because, you know, if something's, uh, you know, interesting to people and they like it, you don't have to force them to accept it. Absolutely. And we see a lot of that. And I, I've said, Peter, uh, that force can come in a lot of different packages. And I, 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 I've said it's not compassionate. And many times they're couching force under compassion. But I've said it doesn't, it, it's not compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, livelihood, or opportunities. And force can be a weapon policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, or this whole agenda by the World Economic Forum. But I want to get over here to the piece that you've written and and it is from scandal to nothing burger in the New York Times. So tell us about that, and people can find it at Real Clear Politics. So, well, let me just preface. So, I had some good friends who wrote me after I did the column. They're like, "Why are you, you know, writing about the New York Times? And who cares about what the New York Times thinks?" And you know, so the first thing is, uh, you know, I could be in a little bit of a echo chamber of media and journalism because uh, I know a lot of people don't read the paper. But I do believe that for all the changes in journalism, the New York Times still sets the agenda and sets the narrative for uh, most of the news outlets, you know, whether it's NPR, CNN, the networks, and newspapers. So even if you don't read the Times or even if you say, oh, I don't care what they have to say, they have a tremendous power in setting the agenda for lots of people who themselves have power and can um, affect our lives. So what I did in that story basically was uh, Devin Archer, who is Hunter Biden's uh, business partner, former business partner, gave congressional testimony that was unbelievably damning to Joe Biden because he basically, as I'm sure your listeners know, he basically confirmed that Joe Biden has been lying about never discussing business with his son, that in fact... He got on the phone at least 20 times uh, while Hunter was having business meetings with people. Um, He also said that, yes, they didn't discuss business, but signals were sent, you know. Uh, And what that basically means, as I said in my piece, is that what Joe Biden was saying, I'm the vice president of the United States, because that's when a lot of this happened. I hear you. I'm here. Keep paying my son. That's how this works. So... Uh, the Times uh, acknowledged all of these damning facts. But what they did was they had a headline that basically said, GOP fails to prove uh, biggest charges against Biden. You know, So what they did was they framed the stories with the headline that uh, dampened the effect of these disclosures. And then the first five paragraphs were all about you know, the sort of Republican pounce narrative, which is, any bad news for Democrats, instead of telling you what the bad news is, you talk about how the Republicans are trying to exploit the bad news and how they're falling short. And so basically what I was trying to say in the piece was it's so interesting that you read this article that includes all of this very damning negative news about Joe Biden, that literally when you read how he's been lying to us and how he was completely involved in his son's influence peddling schemes you know the next question is when the new york times is admitting this it's like you know do we impeach him should he resign but i was trying to show sort of with a textural analysis by the time you got to that information they had so set the reader up 
to think that nothing happened, that the Republicans had failed to prove the case, that when then when you see they did prove the case, uh, it, it, it doesn't convince you that he's done anything wrong. And all you have to do to prove my point is just talk to someone who reads the New York Times and say, what do you think of this Devin Archer stuff? <laughs> nothing. Well, the, uh, this, uh, the, the, I mean, the country is in trouble from what I can see, Peter. And uh, things that are happening both on the um, domestic front, the international front, uh, everyday people, our American dream is really at risk. So this, people really should care about this, but... Um, if you're only reading the New York Times or listening to the the uh, legacy media, then people have no clue what's going on then, right? Oh, yeah, no. And, you know, and, and again, you know, I got a little bit in the weeds, maybe in the piece, because I used to be a book critic. I used to review books for 15 years. So I'm really interested in how people shape a message, how they're saying what they're saying. But, you know, this is important for, you know, educated, curious readers, is you don't just see the information that's provided, you see how it's provided to you. So one of the examples I gave in the piece was the very famous Politico article that said 51 uh, former intelligence officers say that the uh, Hunter Biden laptop is a Russian disinformation. So that was the headline. When you read the story, it's full of caveats, and it's notes that these people have never seen the laptop, have never seen any of the information, have no evidence that it's Russian disinformation. They just think it is. But all anybody took from that unbelievably influential story that uh, came out in the uh, final weeks of October before the 2020 election was the headline. And so there are things like primacy effect, that these devious writers at the New York Times, they know what they're doing. They know how to give you information, but also how to make you see the information in a certain way. And I think that to your point, this happens across the spectrum, that so much of uh, American politics is the narrative that is defined by left-leaning groups that make us pay attention to some things and not others. And, you know, another obvious example was during COVID, you know, the narrative was if you won't wear a mask, if you think that it was the, the virus came from a lab in China, you know, if you have a problem with closing schools and businesses, you know, you want people to die. You are a bad, immoral person. That was the message. And all of that was wrong. That was false, as we're seeing by just, you know, what's happened to school children. I mean, it's just disgraceful. And then they don't own up to it. Then they ignore that as well. I mean, but that's, I think, what I was trying to get at is they shape the narrative, the story that, that, you know, the people who run the country and run media tell us about ourselves. And it doesn't mean that we, you, other people, don't have the ability to go, well, that's not correct. Uh, but it is the narrative to a great extent. So, <clears throat> Peter, how do we, when we're in conversations with someone that just uh, does only looks at legacy media, New York Times, 
Uh, how would you shape the, uh, and you said, uh, hey, what do you think about this uh, Devin Archer thing? And uh, some people said, oh, there's nothing there. How how do we have a conversation to say, hey, there is something there and we need to be concerned about it? How do you address that? Well, okay, so I'll tell you two things. One is uh, I watch a lot of these Jordan Peterson videos, and I love his conversations with people because he always, does what I want to do in my mind. He always has the conversation, and then they're just like, oh, they just they have no response to what he's saying because he's just laid a truth bomb on them. I often find, you know, I get into discussions with people, and, it, and it's unsatisfying, the conclusion of it. But I think what you just said, and I really do make an effort to try to do this, is rather than uh, try to assert a point, I think you just got to ask a question. Like, gosh, did you see that Devin Archer stuff? Eh, what'd you think of that? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, he said that, that Joe Biden got on the phone. I mean, with all these people, it sounds like, you know, he clearly was a lot more involved. You know, what do you think? I mean, I think putting it back in their court, not telling them what the truth is, but asking them what they think about the truth so that it seems to give them more ability to respond to what you're saying is probably it's very hard to do and believe me i <laughs> it's my intention and oftentimes when you get in discussions with people you don't but i, I do think that's that is really the way to go is to to be curious about what the other person thinks rather than trying to correct them uh what do you think I think you're right. So I'll tell you a quick little story. I was interviewing for a program, uh, and uh, one of the questions was, uh, they said that they like to use the Socratic method, which is asking questions, which is what you're describing. And uh, they asked me about somebody that I knew that that they voted for uh, Barack Obama and uh, what would you say to them? And in the true sense of the Socratic method, I said, are you crazy? But I don't think that's quite, (laughs) I don't think that's, I I don't think that's quite uh, what the Socratic method would, would do. But this asking questions, it, it, you, you alluded to this, this takes a lot of mental work. Because first of all, you have to understand what really happened, and there's so many things that are clouding this. I think that's why this this piece that you've done is super important, is because you have uh, really described what happened, uh, and people can trust can trust you on this. And then and then understanding what happens, you you can't you can't really ask questions unless you know what's going on and that's all being clouded by all of this information that's coming out here peter well the uh, yeah and, and the reason i wrote the piece was i was just astounded that the new york times admitted all this stuff but then it became more interesting to me in how they declawed it um, i would say to you that uh, you know one of the problems is that the left has become so outrageous. They are so hypocritical. I don't even know if hypocritical is the right word. It's just, you know, coercive enforcing. And you see this with, I mean, naming David Weiss, who cut the sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden. Is he going to investigate himself? I mean, it's so absurd. It's so 
obvious. And I feel like we are time and time again, you know, they rub our face in their own falseness and hypocrisy. And it's unbelievably frustrating because it's so obvious. And then it gets very difficult when you talk to other people because anybody with a brain can see that, you know, what they're doing with the Hunter Biden special counsel is trying to prevent anybody from asking questions. I mean, it's the exact opposite of what they say they're doing. And the other side won't admit it. They won't engage in a conversation about it. I mean, it just, it's so frustrating. And we do, like you said, I'll say one other thing, we have so many problems in this country, and we spend so much time on Trump and Biden. And I think about this a lot, but like, this is serious stuff. What they're doing to Donald Trump is outrageous. It is more important in some ways than anything else. How they're protecting Joe Biden, you know, if we allow that to happen, then the whole system's corrupt. And, you know, as much as we want to worry about education and what we're doing in Ukraine and, you know, the national debt that's going to destroy us, this is a real immediate problem. So I'm, like, conflicted because I know that it's, like, not the most important thing on one level, but it really is. Well, yeah, it it really is because if we... If we don't get a handle on this, I mean, I think I think America is at a, a very um, dangerous point right now, and uh, and if we if we don't get a handle on this, it's it, it's going to be a real problem. I'm talking with J. Peter Zane. He's an editor for Real Clear Investigations and a columnist at, at Real Clear Politics, and this is a piece that's been published at Real piece um, real clear politics and we have these important discussions because of great sponsors one of those is johnny stubbs heating and air conditioning services it's colorado we want warm homes in the winter and cool comfortable homes in the summer johnny stubbs services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years johnny stubbs services team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubbs Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lorne Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lorne Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lorne at 303-880-8881. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about popular rationalism at KimMunson.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. 
Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And I uh, wanted to m- uh, mention Dr. James Lyons Weiler's uh, IPAC-EDU courses. Uh, he is preparing for the uh, fall semester which is right around the corner, and uh, he is matching uh, nationally known instructors for with the intellectually curious, that would be us, and uh, has a, a number of different courses that they're offering. You can find those at IPAC-EDU, and it is the .org, and it is um, very affordable courses, and my friends, we, we've got to stay intellectually curious. We can, uh, if we, <laughs> if we don't, we are are going to be in a really difficult situation. So, again, uh, check out IPAC-EDU. Peter Zane uh, has this important piece at Real Clear Politics. Give us the 30,000-foot view on what, you know, what has just transpired regarding Devin Archer and uh, Joe and Hunter Biden. What, What is, you know, what is it? Just if you were going to cut to the chase, what would you say to people? I would say that uh, Hunter Biden's former business partner confirmed, let's not forget, Tony Bobolinsky, who was also a business partner, said all of this stuff in October of 2020, and he was completely ignored. But what Devin Archer basically testified to was that President Biden, while he was vice president, was actively involved in uh, his son's foreign business deals that, as far as we can tell, all revolved around influence peddling, and in particular, having access to Joe Biden. And one of the biggest lies, and this again is where, you know, the, just the, the left is, is so scurrilous, is Dan Goldman, Representative Dan Goldman, comes out of that interview and says, Devin Archer said that he was simply selling the illusion of access, Hunter Biden. And First of all, Devin Archer didn't say that. Dan Goldman said that in a question. But secondly, there was no illusion because Joe was on the phone. Joe was at dinner. That's not an illusion of access. That is access. And, you know, I think what is, what is clear is that Hunter Biden was selling his father's name. Whether or not, you know, what he actually delivered for that. And, you know, I was talking to one person and I said, you know, if you are Burisma, you're the Ukrainian company, you know, we are only looking for, did Joe Biden change some policy because of his son? No, maybe a lot of it was Burisma goes to their other investors in Russia, Romania, whatever, and says, we have the vice president of the United States son on our board. I talked to the vice president just last week. Doesn't anybody think that that is a 
huge advantage to that company? Does anybody think they... So in other words, even if Joe didn't change a single thing, his involvement, his son's involvement, was a clear signal to other people of this company's uh, reach. And the idea that it was the illusion of access is a lie, and that anybody would repeat that, because as we know, he got on the phone. It's not an illusion. Well, that's what I would say. It showed that he lied. And then the other thing you got to ask yourself is, why would he lie? Why didn't he just say, yeah, no, I know my son had a foreign businesses. You know, he told me that, you know, roughly about it. I mean, he was 100%. We never spoke. Like, that, to any normal person, means, well, you're lying because you're covering something up that you don't want us to know. Yes, because Joe Biden said that Joe Biden said that he was not involved in his son's business dealings, right? He said he never talked about it. it wasn't like not involved. He never discussed it. But you, <laughs> Who but now business with their son, right? I mean, but now, yeah. But the fact that children, he was on, you know, what they do for a living. I do. Right, right. Right. And you want the best for your kids as well. So, okay. So this is a very subjective question, but what about all of the money that um, the United States and money and weapons that we've sent to Ukraine? Is, is there any connection with that? Do you think? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think again, it's like with the Burisma firing the, the, um, prosecutor, I think there's so many aspects involved in this um, that, you know, I, I, I support opposing Putin. I support, you know, I, I'm with the Republicans. I think that we need more accountability of how we're spending the money, but I don't think we should have just let him into Ukraine. And I think that the European allies feel the same way. So... And getting back to what you asked before, so, you know, even if someone feels like we shouldn't be there and this is wrong and he's corrupt, you know, when you talk to people on the other side, you know, also just get them to tell you why they believe what they believe. And as they start to, and one of the things that you'll find out if you're trying to convince them is they don't really have good arguments or they don't really have principles that they're basing things on, um, but so I think there is an argument for being in Ukraine. It's not just Joe Biden was paid off by some people. That may be part of it, but I think that there are lots of other arguments, too. Um, what I find so, offensive, I'll just say a second thing, is the, what, the other thing that the press has done, which is completely dishonest, is to com- repeat time and again that Donald Trump and his family you know, profited far more from government service than Biden ever did. So they also try to, you know, diminish Biden's crookedness by saying, well, Trump did it and he was even worse, when there's no evidence of that. Zero. But when you say... He he had hotels that people stayed in before he became president. And yes, the Saudis made a deal with Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, after he left office. But let me ask you a question. If you wanted to curry favor with the United States and the United States government, would you get in business with Donald Trump or his uh, son-in-law, who are persona non grata in the establishment? That would be the last thing you would do. Right, right. right. Well, and the other thing, though, regarding Ukraine, 
is there is, we well I, I say we have a finite amount of resources we we do right. although they've been printing money like like crazy but I have to ask people why would we go over and spend money and give give our armaments to Ukraine to protect their border while our border is wide open it just doesn't make sense to me Peter well because we uh, want to oppose Biden uh, want to oppose Putin and uh, the Democrats want tons of migrants in the country because they think they're going to vote for them at some point 10 years down the road when they can become citizens and they also and they're actually extending the vote in some places to uh, undocumented people and they also their ideology is that you know we have oppressed these people and stole their land and blah 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 and you know they have guilt you know this sort of sense of like who are we to keep these people out uh, it's a very complicated ideological thing, but they invited them in and they want them here for a bunch of reasons, and they want to oppose Putin for a bunch of reasons. Hmm. I mean, in other words, it's, it's, they, they don't see them as the same thing. I, I, I think. I, well, and uh, right around the 4th of July, did you see the whole thing with Ben and Jerry's that they had yes. uh, put out right, a, yes. uh, I'd call that a screed, they put out a screed regarding um stolen land and then uh, one of the uh, Native Americans said hey your uh, manufacturing plant and your uh, head offices are on uh, you know former Native American land how about giving that back or something and uh, I never heard Ben and Jerry's really respond to that so uh, it's uh, and, and then the other They're thing is yeah. They, have, they don't have a principle, and so that's where it's very difficult to talk to these people. And, you know, it's like with climate change. It's like, do you know, how are they living any differently than we are? You know, um, they have two homes. They fly all the time. If they can fly on private jets, they do. Um, you know, even middle-class people who claim they care so much about They had some story in Bloomberg the other day. This guy is like a climate dad, and his big thing was, Instead of giving his kid, like, you know, some plastic truck, he said, I'm going to get you Legos because they last longer. But he didn't say to the kid, you're going to play with sticks and rocks, you know, because we shouldn't be using plastic. No. It's like, well, how can I pretend to do something uh, that, that will make me seem virtuous but has zero cost to me? And that's at the bottom of all of this stuff, is that these people don't want to pay a cost for for what their unprincipled beliefs are. Well, and all this virtue signaling that uh, that occurs uh, is uh, is pretty remarkable. Like you say, um, if if in fact, Peter, if on climate change, if they really believed that naturally occurring fuels like oil and gas and the derivatives and all that really was going to destroy man was going to destroy the earth then they wouldn't do it so that's why when we look at the hypocrisy on this of people need to have their eyes wide open on it peter so let's go ahead um this has been super interesting and the piece is at real clear uh politics how would you like to wrap this up peter um well i would just say that uh, when you consume news, recognize 
that people are trying to achieve an effect in you. And so pay attention not only to what they're saying it, but how they're saying it. And that's both people on your side and the other side. Not, you know, we shouldn't have sides, but we do. And uh, how important the shaping of the narrative is. I'll say one last thing. Peter Baker, the chief uh, White House correspondent for the New York Times, said, well, now with the naming of the special counsel, it's possible that the Hunter Biden story will escape the uh, right-wing echo chamber and go out into the mainstream. But what he didn't realize was he was admitting that this story has been dampened and confined by the quote-unquote corporate or mainstream media, and now it may be too hard for them to keep the truth from people. Wow. And that's why uh, what you're doing, the, all of this different media where we're having these important discussions is so important. And that is J. Peter Zane. And uh, you can find the piece at Real Clear Politics, uh, really an important piece. And again, it's from, scan, uh, from a Scandal to Nothing Burger. So, Peter, thank you so much. Thank you. It was really great. I really appreciate all you do. Keep it up. Right, right back at you. And uh, did did want to mention Jansen Photography that is located here in Lakewood, Colorado. And Jansen Photography has a they have a beautiful property. And uh, Glenn and Mary Jansen just uh, Glenn works magic with his camera. And so if you're going to have family portraits or portraits of your children, which are just such treasures. And in fact, one of our listeners reached out and said that uh, when their children were young, that they had uh, Jansen photography take their child's um, portraits. And it's such a treasure, but also senior portraits. Those will be due for the yearbook here soon. And uh, also that important business or political photo to uh, help you down with your career. Jansen Photography is the place to do that. You can find them at Jansen, that's J-A-N-S-S-E-N, photography.com. And another great sponsor of the show is Boson Law. A recent report notes that the number of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is consistently and dramatically increasing. This is heartbreaking. If your child or grandchild or someone you know has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD following exposure to Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, call Boson Law at 303-999-9999. Boson Law is a Colorado-based law firm who has been fighting Big Pharma for over 20 years. Call now at 303-999-9999 for a free, no-obligation review of your potential claim. Call now at 303-999-9999. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well, and that comes from the sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commissions from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies Night every first Friday and a tactical fun night every third Friday because they value their community 
and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you to be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Be sure and check out our text line. That is 720-605-0647. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, call in line is 303-477-5600. And uh, wanted to... Again, encourage all of us to support the USMC Memorial Foundation. As we uh, are going through this Medal of Honor quotes, the Medal of Honor um, book that I have, I recently uh, purchased it from the Center for American Values. But reading the Medal of Honor recipients, many of them are Marines. Uh, we need to honor those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for us and our liberty. And a great thing to do would be to go to usmcmemorialfoundation.org and make a contribution to help with the remodel. Uh, let's see, coming in on the text line, variety of things. First of all, uh, yes, this is an important point, that kind of this collusion that uh, is happening through these quote-unquote nonprofits, these housing authorities, which are quasi-governmental organizations, under the guise of affordable housing, which is subsidized housing, are getting special deals. And one of these special deals is, is they don't pay property taxes. But yet they are expecting, they are expecting uh, all the rest of us with these higher assessed valuations uh, and um, these higher and higher taxes that even the, the tax burden from these, these entities that are not paying property taxes is being put onto everyday hardworking people. And this is not okay. This is not the way it is supposed to occur. Uh, we have Mark and Black Forest on the line. And Mark, um, you had texted me regarding, uh, I, I think, this this song, Rich Men North of Richmond. What's your thoughts on that, Mark? Oh, well, it's it's just um, a theme um, that, that, that the, the socialists have is, um, you know, to try to pull down anybody who's rich, um, regardless if they, if they got that way, you know, honestly or not. Um, it just seems to be that they beat that drum, you know, year after year, decade after decade. It's just part of the socialist uh, mantra. But under the socialist mantra, uh, for example, many of these nonprofits, the, the people that are heading these nonprofits up, are getting rich, uh, and it's and a lot of that is because of government grants, or we're seeing uh, government uh, um, picking winners and losers in this whole housing thing. So, so getting rich by using colluding with government through cronyism, that is not okay. But people that through capitalism, true capitalism, we're providing value, whether or not in a product or a um, service. 
that other people find value in and they trade their hard-earned dollars for it and somebody gets rich because a lot of people find value in it, that is that is the American dream. And so I think thank you for trying to make the distinction instead of just just focusing on rich men. Uh, exactly. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, they're barking up the wrong tree. You know, these activists, these leftists, they're barking up the wrong tree when they when they just, you know, are, are attacking people who are rich. You know, they need to be attacking and and realizing that it's the cronies they should be going after. So an example would be Hunter Biden was not really bringing a value to, well, the value that he was bringing to Burisma was, um, because he was not an expert in oil and gas, was the possibility of, of influence with his father, and he was being paid $83,000 a month to do that. So that is the kind of stuff that we need to be shedding light on and saying that's not okay. Any other thoughts, Mark? Um, yeah, we, you get, we got it down. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully um, we can communicate that to, to people who are always complaining about the rich and greed and all that. Um, I, I called in to um, talk about one point, uh, Toby Damish. That was wonderful. A lot of good information there. He said one thing, though, that I didn't quite agree with. He, he said the General Assembly didn't know what to do um about these rising property taxes i think they did know what to do they they could have known they should have known what to do but they chose not to i think um it's you know we, we all know they just want more more tax revenue all the time they're insatiable and um so this is their design this is this is part of their design to get more tax re- revenue it is Whereas and they could, have and... Done, they could have done something about it Right. And uh, it may be that it was the illusion that they couldn't do anything about it. But thank you. Yes, I thought Toby uh, really shared a lot of great information. So Mark and Black Forest, thank you so much. Producer Joe, who is our next caller? Ann in Denver. Ann in Denver. Action Ann, what's on your radar? Well, um, I want to mention that a lot of people who don't pay attention think that our elections are on the up and up. And this Saturday and this Sunday, on August 16th and 17th, at frankspeech.com, you can register to uh, look at the 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Denver time, I think, or thereabouts, um, the testimony of people who have done yeoman's work to provide the information that the programmer decides the program and how our elections, how we're being defrauded with our elections. So it's uh, it's pretty, it's very thorough. And I hope people get people to frankspeech.com this week so that they can register and see this from the comfort of their homes. They actually could go to where it's being held. Um, but you can find more information at frankspeech.com. Okay. Anne in Denver, thank you so much. And again, that's Action Anne. She's always got a lot of great information on what is what is happening out there. Uh, on the Via the text line, uh, yes, this is a point. Uh, through this cronyism, these cronia, and it says corporations could buy up all the housing. But that is true. But there's cronyism occurring there uh, with special, you know, special dispensation regarding um, 
taxes or a whole variety of things and government grants. So that is an important point. I need to verify this. This is, again, a listener uh, who I think is in the notes says there's a reminder that the Gaylord Hotel does not pay any property taxes. So I need to source that. So I will go to work on that. Uh, another listener said that this is all a plan to reduce ownership. And so this is... <laughs> This is the, I think this is actually part of the World Economic Forum. By 2030, we will own nothing and be happy about it. And we won't be happy about it. We're not happy about it at all. Uh, Let's see here. Someone else said, it's not about property values. It's about high mill levy numbers. And we can cut the mill levy. And again, uh, it says, better yet, eliminate the property tax system. I was talking with someone this weekend that said that Ron Paul has for 30 years said that uh, our property tax system really is an affront upon property rights. And that is true. If you don't pay your property taxes, who really owns your property? There could be a tax sale on that. So we really do need to um, really address this. And uh, let's see here. I need to take a look at this. It says, um, read your newsletter this morning. That goes out on Sunday afternoons. And when we're talking about the homelessness this week, uh, they said that uh, there's been someone that's been living under a bridge at I-25 in Colorado Springs, and they have their bed on wheels. And, yeah, that is that is occurring in America. And it is, I do think it is by design uh, because of... Um, I mean, you just take a look at taxes and inflation and uh, government then wants to get into, quote unquote, the housing business and uh, government can never care about people the way people care about people. So we need to get government out of the way and um, people go after their hopes and dreams. I'm just so concerned about what's happening in America right now and this whole housing thing. Is a big, big deal. And the idea that uh, government's getting in the business and picking winners and losers, some people pay taxes, some people don't, people could be taxed out of their homes. This is very, very serious of what's happening here in America. And so our quote for the end of the show is from Thomas Jefferson. And uh, my gosh, he was a wise man. He said, yes, we did produce a near perfect republic. But will they keep it or will they, in the enjoyment of plenty, and we do have many, many blessings, lose the memory of freedom? Material abundance without character is the path to destruction. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Like a new moon rising, fierce through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't survive. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.
KLZ AM HD Denver, AM 560 and 100.7 FM. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Hawaii's Governor Josh Green says he fears the wildfire death toll will rise as search and rescue efforts continue on Maui. Roughly 100 people are confirmed dead after raging wildfires swept through the popular resort town of Lahaina. The FBI is reporting less than 5% of the